Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. There's a throwing open. There's Komet. And the big man takes it all the way out to the 43-yard line first down. This again, this is where he is most comfortable, where they're able to run the ball with Foreman and then have this not just play action. Again, I love how he sells it. Then he's able to work around, and at that point, would be. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bears defeat the Carolina Panthers 16-13 on some Thursday night football. It is Gabe Ramirez broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Tyson Bajan, 20 for 33. You just heard him completing one of his passes right there. 20 for 33, that's decent. I mean, decent, like, for an undrafted rookie QB. 162, no turnovers, right? You got to take the good with the bad. I wish he would have threw a tutty, though. I had the Bears over two and a half touchdowns. I just thought they would move the ball. And the Carolina Panthers suck. I just forgot that the Bears suck, too. I had DJ Moore touchdown. Oh. Did not happen. No, no, no. I, that, that's one of those ones where you, like, it's, it, you, you envision it, but, it, but so does everyone else, like even the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. And so, like, they're trying to take that away. But... They targeted him nine times. DJ Moore got targeted. Cole Komet, seven. Roshan Johnson, third on the team with six targets. Four catches for 14 yards. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Darnell Mooney had four targets. Almost had that one. I, I, I wish DJ Moore would have caught that one in the back of the end zone. That would have been nice. Then that would have gave you your stuff. Robbie Triano producing today. Uh, but what are your thoughts? That's our thoughts. I got more of them. But I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Dustin from Bartlett. Dustin, you still there? I know you've been a hoe for a second. Yes, sir. Yeah, what's up, Gabe? Chilling, hey, man. Ready to talk to win. you about this. Right, get this dub. Feel good about ourselves. Baby, yes, sir. Hey, uh, let's talk about quarterback, though, right, man. Ready. I can't agree with you more. You know, we got probably a what, top five pick coming up next right. year. Hey, I love Justin. I've got three boys, all under eight years old. I bought them each jerseys. I wanted him to be our QB for the future, just about as much as anybody. But he's just not the guy. And there's nothing, honestly, he could do in the next seven games to not have us draft a quarterback right. in next round, first round. So, I mean, why not double down, get a QB, Drake May, Caleb Williams, double down, let these two kids compete for that quarterback position, even if, Justin is healthy. 
I mean, he, he hasn't shown he could play a whole season, 16 That's games. That's a good the way point, he's too. That's a great point. You know, so, man, let's just let's get another QB in here. We're a quarterback-starved town, man. Growing up, I've seen Kate McNown. I've seen Jim Miller. Uh, Jim, Jim's the man, too. <laughs> Jim's dope. Shane Matthews, Trubisky. Oh, Shane Matthews. Man, oh, my just, gosh. We need to take more swings for quarterbacks. Let's do it, man. Dustin, how old are your boys? They're, uh, what, eight, five, and two. Okay. Oh, yeah, some good spaces between there. All right. We started a couple times over there. I said, I got the two girls. My wife's pressing me for three. That's why I asked. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, no. I said, I "I can't do it. I said, I'm straight. I don't want to buy three Justin Fields jerseys. I only want to buy two. That's the that's the key right there, uh, but but you bring up some great points, Dustin, right? You if if and I love the fact that you said top five pick because I think you know you don't have to to like operate in this fictitious world where the Bears have the number one or number two. Just call it a top five. There's going to be quarterbacks available at the top five. That this we know for certain, right? So I love I like you, love I love Justin Fields. I, I my God, I wish he would have been who we thought he could have potentially been right like can he be a good quarterback yeah but we're gonna see in a couple weeks when the bears play the minnesota vikings it is going to two doppelgangers looking at each other josh dobbs and and justin fields guys that are athletic that can run the ball guys that got great arm strength um but you know they just can't do enough to be consistently good and take you deep into the playoffs so that's how you that's how you get it so of those three because here's my thing dustin I hope mm-hmm. the Bears don't get the number one pick. I know that sounds odd, but this is just my personal mm-hmm. opinion. I don't want Caleb Williams. I know that sounds so bad, and I said it from the yeah. beginning. I said it from the beginning, yeah. and I, I I did a college football gambling show last year with Pete Futek, one of the most brilliant minds in college football, and I sat next to him every single weekend last year, and every uh-huh. single and he loved he loved USC. Loved Caleb Williams, loved Lane Kiffin. And every single week we'd watch football, and never once did we say to ourselves or did he say, like, oh, Caleb Williams is far and away better than any other quarterback in the league. And then I had him on the show. I had him here, right here on 670 score about a week ago. And I literally asked him that very, I go, go, Pete, what the hell is going on with everybody thinking that Caleb Williams is his godsend? Like, that wasn't the case last year. Last year, who I thought Mm -hmm. was the best, First, it was Hendon Hooker. I thought he was amazing until he got hurt. He's mm-hmm. a quarterback from Tennessee. Tennessee. Now I was with Detroit. Yeah. And I thought he was great. And then I said, and I just, the, the way that Drake May plays, it's it's reminiscent of a top-tier quarterback in the NFL. Right. Poise, height, right. arm strength, like gets it, makes the right throws, like plays the quarterback position the right way. So for me, I want someone else to get the number one pick. Let them draft Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. And then we get the opportunity to take a Drake May. That's just yeah. my like. Will I be wrong? Can we put up this audio in ten years? Yeah, whatever. No, no. Hey, my gay my my two year old. His name, his first name is Drake. You know, so I'm a little biased. That's who I want to. So I, I don't okay. mind buying all my kids Drake May jerseys. Wait, wait, wait. Years, because so. of because of the rapper? <laughs> no. Nah. Don't chuckle. Well, don't chuckle. Well, that sounds like a he's... guilty a guilty yeah. chuckle right there. It's okay. If you you've been drinking <laughs> and driving, Justin. Now. You've been drinking and driving. <laughs> But for the rest of the night, you nah. just make sure you keep it here to 670 to score yeah. and then go ahead and talk to nobody else, man. I appreciate the call. You know, I always enjoy talking to you, Dustin, man. So make sure you call and you take care of them three boys, man. You keep buying but you keep buying them jerseys of whoever's playing quarterback. Not Tyson Bajan, but like the next starting quarterback. Make sure you do that as well. That's uh, Gabe Ramirez.
670 to score, taking your calls. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Sheik. Sheik from West Town. What up, brother? Yes, sir. Listen, uh, two, quick points, two quick points. The first one, Caleb uh, Williams, I completely agree with you. The only guys that come from California that paint their nails should be in rock band. <laughs> Not and I'm sorry, I'm all about emotion. I crack a tear quicker than anybody. But if you're in crack a tear, do it on the sideline with your teammates. <laughs> Don't go jump in the stands with your mom during a game when you know all the cameras are there. That is so Hollywood, he would not work out here. Now, I, I, I've actually seen you cry a couple of times, so I know this is real, what you're saying. But that was weird, wasn't it, Sheik, that, he, that he's, like, crying after the game? It's because he sees his he sees all of his dollars, like, taking a deep dive after his last couple of games. Oh, he's got his endorsements and everything he's getting right now, and which, God love him, he, he should get it all in ten times more. But he's not a fit for here, again. You know, his mind's not right. Number two, number two, most importantly, I'm so sick and tired of everybody telling me about Bajit. Bajit. Honestly, yeah, Bajit, I'm sorry. Bajit, because he is, you know, honestly, he, he can be Kyle Orton. He can be uh, Shane Matthews. Guy Rust, I, I, I heard that reference earlier. It was funny because Shane Matthews, Threw two touchdowns to Curtis Conway at the end of a game in like one minute. They were down 13 points to the Saints. You know, that, that would be great if we had a backup guy going forward, which is on a cheap contract because backup quarterbacks make a lot of money. So that it's a win with him regardless. But he's not a starter. And for everybody that keeps bringing up Brock Purdy to compare him with Bajan, the missing factor is, a competent coaching staff. Do you think Purdy is the one that's doing this in 49ers? No. <laughs> He's, it, it's the scheme, the scheme, and they have talent around him. They have Trent Williams. They have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. The, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, and honestly, that just going, I get what you're saying about we need a top five quarterback. I'd be happy if Justin was top 12 because if the D-line and the O-line, the trenches were strong with some weapons around him, we could wreck havoc. And, and the other thing is C.J. Stroud, every, and it goes to show you competency of coaches. Who's his head coach? He's a defensive coordinator player. Mm-hmm. He's not an offensive mastermind. And C.J. Stroud, it shows you what competent coaching does. Players win games. If these coaches get in the way of players letting them win games, this is the result. And and this is why it's so upsetting with the Bears because the ownership for years is so afraid of getting a head coach that's a personality or strong after Mike Ditka because they didn't like how the town towards, turned towards him. And actually, I don't even think Ditka was a good coach. That guy should have won more than one Super Bowl with that squad. They, I mean, but – my thing is, you know, we need we need competency in the coaching. I mean, honestly, like look at Harbaugh in the Ravens. He's not an offensive defensive mastermind. He was a special teams coach. But those guys have trenches. They play hard on both sides. They run through a wall for him because that's what a coach is supposed to do: make the players play better. Because they're the ones that are out 
obviously out there winning the games, losing the games or whatever. Right, right. We but let me ask baby. you this. Let me ask you this, Sheik. Let me ask you this. Because you and I, we've had we've had Bears conversations at 2 in the morning in the back of, in the backyard. So we've had real conversations about Bears. And yes, so with these two picks in the first round, what are you addressing, right? Like if you, because I hear you say trenches, and I do agree with you that if you're looking yeah. at some of the most successful teams in the league, if they do not have a superstar quarterback year in and year out, then they have the then what they do have is consistent offensive and defensive line play, which then allows them to be in the playoff hunt every year. So with that being said, yeah. with the state of the Bears in the condition that they're in, with those two first picks, what are you doing? Okay, so it's in a. It's a little off kilter what I just said, but honestly, with the first pick, I'm not taking Caleb Williams or Drake May. I'm sure who's ever in two, three, four, five wants one of those guys. Trade down to the most three, get Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver to come out of college since Calvin Johnson. That is, a, regardless what quarterback you have out there, if you have him with more. Sheik, you know I got to stop you, right? Coming, you know I got to stop you. Uh, Literally everyone is in their in their car right now, being like, "Bruh, this guy sounded so articulate, so great, sounded exactly like he knew what he was uh, talking about." Talking about the trenches, talking about building a team, and then you talk about trading down to take a damn wide receiver. Like, come on, bro. No, no, no. Only because he's super special, and and honestly, uh, with we can't get the okay. ball to DJ Moore, let alone trying no, to get no, the no. ball to DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., bro. And with our pick or wherever we uh, from that, I want to get either that kid from Penn State or the other tackle, the and solidify the O line. Because honestly, Martez Sweat, he's only been two games here tonight. He's had he had eight pressures, which is the most pressures a defensive lineman has had in Chicago since 2018, and he hasn't even been on the team for 10 days. I mean, the the poor guy's running Chase Claypool's old house. Like, he's, like, literally just getting his clothes here and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, honestly, and the thing is, but I Sheik, didn't even Sheik, watch Sheik, hold on. Tonight. Sheik, here's the, here's the problem with your scenario. And, I, and I, I, I like the offensive lineman. I like that. I understand why you're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Because he is that dominant, right, in your scenario. But what are you doing about the quarterback position? Justin Fields, Justin Fields can't even target oh, DJ Moore right exactly. now five times. Exactly. How, what, what is he going to do with two wide receivers? It doesn't matter. You got to address the quarterback yeah. situation. Yes. So it's going to come to a head one way or the other. If they do trade down, they should get an additional pick in the following year. They run it back with Fields and Bajet for next year with a elevated roster, which they should definitely have, which is already elevated with Montez going forward. The defense is definitely going to be in a better trajectory. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and even, even Yannick. He had four pressures today. I mean, four pressures doesn't sound like a lot, but if you look well, at the lot. numbers, yeah. I mean, so, and that was literally his first full game. And Montez didn't even take them. Like, last week, I was like, oh, it, was a, it wasn't a good opener for him. He only had, like, 15 snaps. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if people need to calm down. But yeah. I'm not saying trust the process with the coaching because the coaching is horrible. I hear you. But I, I like I like this polls a little bit because at least I, I think he he knows what needs to get done. And he's, ca- and he's capable of and he's capable of making a move. Sheik, that's what we do know. He made a trade at the deadline last year. Trade at the deadline this year. Trade at the draft. Like he's he's not afraid to make moves to pick up the phone 
to have conversations about his team and how he can make them better. That we agree on. The competent coaching staff, I mean, that's – I don't think Iberflus is going anywhere. I, I genuinely think that Ryan Poles is like, nah, you can't just move on from somebody quickly and, and replace him. You got to – you need to build something with someone. And I'm sure Poles, as a GM, is thinking, if I can give this guy talent – then it, it can equate to victories. And, and I don't think he necessarily feels like a different coach would have had a different or significantly different outcome with this roster that's been put together. 312-644-6767. How you feeling? Sheik's my guy. Sheik and I, we go back a long time. So when I was jokingly saying we've talked about Bears till 3, 4 in the morning, we literally have done that before. Where do those conversations go? Where, where do they go down? Yeah, like what? What is on your mind at three in the morning about the Bears? Oh, it's deep, you know, because by that time we're we're some whiskey, we're like three finger whiskey pours and and beers deep. So the good thing is, we're probably talking about the same thing that we talked about maybe like two weeks prior, but we just don't remember it because we're faded. But it always has to do with the same things. Some some some. He 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 is a super scorehead. I want to give him his props. That's why, right? Sheik is a is a huge scorehead. He knew me, I've known Sheik since like, oh my God, over a decade. And so he knew me when I was on the other radio station. And then when I came over here to this station, he was like, bro, we're boys, but now we're like real friends. <laughs> and I'm like, call from mom, answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bro, shut up. So he's a good guy. Uh, but I'm sure he sparked some conversation in you or some thoughts in you. What did you think about what Sheik said? Two top five picks. Take a wide receiver and offensive lineman. No quarterback. Ah! I can't go. Not my not my idea. Is it yours? 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Jose. Jose calling from Mokina. What up? That is. How you doing, Gabe? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. Man, I've been waiting very patiently. Hey, hey, hey. Look, Papa, but I got you on, though, didn't I? I made sure I did, absolutely. my guy Jose came through. Of course, you already know I got you. Talk Man, to me, there's talk to so me. Much, I'm ready, I'm so ready. There's so much to unpack, bro. There's so much to unpack. First of all, I did not watch the game in its entirety because I was driving my truck, so I heard it on the score. A little bit on my phone when I got to a stop. First of all, this game should have been played on Elm Street and Freddy's Nightmare, dude. Oh, Just man. like how they did the <laughs> Toy Story theme. Like, last month in Andy's room, <laughs> they should have did this on Elm Street. Drafting a quarterback should be 
you should always draft the quarterback, regardless. Preach. You, seriously, the Redskins did it about 10 years ago when they drafted RG, RG3, and they actually drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft, probably like in the fourth or fifth round. Obviously, Kirk Cousins had the most successful career. Nobody saw that coming. And you do what the Lions are doing, man. You build from the lines out. The year they drafted Penny Sewell, everybody wanted them to draft Jamar Chase. But they drafted Penny Sewell. And Detroit's offensive line is good, very good. They resurrected Jared Goff's career, obviously, because he was with McVay. McVay had him, took him to the Super Bowl. They got rid of him. They swapped quarterbacks with Stafford. And Goff looks pretty damn good. Now, I don't think he's going to take him to the Super Bowl, but the Lions look a hell of a lot better the last few years than they have in the last 30. Without question, but give me the solution. But give me the solution for the Bears. Right, we want to see Bears, the, like because because you say you didn't you watch got, the game. You have to draft a quarterback, man. Right, it may this may sound crazy, but what is what are the odds of them drafting two quarterbacks? You draft Caleb and and Drake May zero. Right, I mean zero. I, I you asked me well, what you asked me what are the odds? Jose? Now, so zero zero. Okay, <laughs> so let's say Justin is the quarterback. If they he's not though, like man, I Damn. man, I want that man to succeed so bad, dude. Same. But I just he's in a position they. Just in the position to fail, man. I don't think we got the coaching. I don't think the personnel is fitting. No, no, his, no, no. Jose, his, here's here's the thing. Trade. Here's here's the thing, Jose. Look, me and you right now, we're gonna go through the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Okay, top ten, and we're gonna see if Justin Fields, if he, we are. You can't tell me what you hope and pray for that you want him to be. It's what you've seen He's so not, far though. from Justin Fields. I know, and we He's can go not. through the list. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, even Aaron Rodgers with his injured ass. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. He is not Kirk Cousins. He is not better than any of those ten no, people. He's name. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. And and you it, you can make an argument for Jared Goff and a healthy Matthew Stafford that those guys are better than him as well. So now you're at twelve already. Uh, so so you got you have to draft the quarterback. You have, man. To. you have to. You have to, regardless if it's Caleb, Drake May, Bo Nix. Uh, Deion Sanderson, his kids ain't coming out, but who knows? Yeah, you know it could be smoke. I mean, I mean, you, Michael Penix uh, you Jr. Have to. I like him, I like, I like him. I mean, lot. he's good too. He's he's solid, but like mm. you, then you you also got to think right. All these quarterbacks, they're all not gonna pan out, right? Even the draft with Fields, you had Mac Jones drafted in that draft. He's yeah. not that good. Zach Wilson, you had Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Yep, Trevor. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is good, but he he's not like. Andrew Luck, you know, he was right. on the hype. I, like, Lawrence is good, but he hasn't – I don't think he's reached that level that people think he's capable of reaching with, like like I mentioned, Burrow, right. Mahomes. You know, he's Jose, in that category. Jose, then what do you want to, what do you want to see from Justin Fields these last eight games? Because he's going to come Man, back. Dude. Just like what? Just like – like, obviously, he's not going to blow your mind every every game. He's not going to throw for 350, three tutties every game, right? So, but what do you want – like – do you just want you, – because you like him, you want him just to have confidence man, by the end of the season? Not, like, what is it for you? I, yeah, I mean, look, look man, he, all the physical traits are there. Like You, you mentioned earlier you, videos of him missing throws where he should have pulled the trigger. Right. He's, he's not – he don't have the confidence. I mean, you, you, you might have to go back, and he's not going to be able to keep running like how he did last year, man. There's no way in the world he's going to make it, man. No way. There's no way. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You have to draft the quarterback. You draft the quarterback – you bring Justin back, and, I mean, he'll have to be on a short leash next year. 
There's no doubt about it. And and with today's NFL, you got two two teams, right? You got great teams who have rookie quarterbacks or who are quarterbacks who are on rookie contracts, or you have a team who has great skill position players who bring in quarterbacks like Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. So I, they got to go in one of one or the other, man. Appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it, Jose. Thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, I hope that uh, you. your your weight was worth it, and we were able to chit chat with each other, bro. And and first of all, super articulate, Jose. Love that you're you're driving a truck, getting that money. Appreciate that. Love love my people that are here grinding it out. But always feel free to call in. I love. I, I could talk to you about f- sports. You know, I know you didn't watch the game. I wish you would have watched the game. Damn near. Give me all, them, all these history lessons on everything's going on in the NFL. I would could only imagine what you would have been able, talking like if you had actually seen the whole thing. Uh, but, but I look forward to more conversations with you about that. Uh, and you, you're out there listening, and I, I'm I'm ready to talk, man. I'm here till five a.m. And let me tell you something: this doc, this diet Dr Pepper is working. Caffeine is kicked in. Robbie, you eat your burrito yet or no? Oh, it it is fire. Did you? I, I just I, I just finished mine right now. TBK, I ended up getting us some food. Aurelio's pizza was gone by the time we got here. Olin and the fellas ate it off for us, so you know we got we had to double back on some stuff. Uh, but the Bears defeat the Carolina Panthers, sixteen to thirteen. Ugly game that we do know. Cairo uh, Santos felt like the man out there with his three field goals, and then the Bears ended up getting that one tutty. Uh, Carolina had the lead at the half, ten to nine. Bears should have put up a couple more points than that. I was super proud of Tyson Bajan for leading the team down the field. Uh, to get some points at the end of a half. That doesn't happen too often for the Chicago Bears. Um, and that extra three points was critical, clearly, uh, as the Bears take that three-point victory versus the Panthers. We're taking your phone calls. Again, here till 5 o'clock, ready to chat with you. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Marshall out in the south side in Printer's Row. Uh, talk to me about what you think. I mean, obviously, we saw Tyson Bajan play. We understand he's not the quarterback of the future. A lot of people on the fence about Justin Fields. Uh, but what does that quarterback position look like for you and this uh, Chicago Bears team? I mean, I'm of the belief, whether it's right or wrong, that Justin Fields is going to come back and we're going to see what he can do. I don't think that I don't think the book has been written on him. A lot of people have written him off. It's over. It's done. Um, I get it. It's year three. You want more, right, Gabe? That's, that's what you want. You want to see. You're like, we can't do it unless we have a quarterback. Wait, we can't is, this my Marshall? is this my Marshall? Is this my Marshall? This is your Marshall. I'm, 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 well, I didn't, I didn't say Marshall Harris. I said, Marshall, how are you talking? And I was like, oh, this is my Marshall. I get to talk to you differently now. Yeah, I love Oh, yeah, I got He's like, now I can talk to you with all the disrespect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Now we can, you and I can have a friend conversation, right? Yeah, there you go. We can do that. Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Hold on. Here, hold on. This is Marshall Harris. Sports director at CBS Two here in Chicago. Which so when he talks about this, this I don't feel like the book is written on Justin Fields yet. This this newfound positivity for Justin. I, I this is the thing. Like, what do you think he's gonna do? Like, Marshall, you and I have had these conversations before the year started. I told you, under three thousand yards. You're like, how? How is it gonna be under three? Look at him now. He's not even. He's not gonna touch three thousand yards. All right, DJ Moore. He's not. You're right. Under, under 900. I said games. that. I said DJ Moore under 900 yards. He's not going to hit that mark. The, the reality is this. He's just, he's not going to come back and throw for 350 and three tutties every game. So he's going to give you that. No, like, no. Right. You're right. You're right. You're, you're right. He's not going to throw for 350 and three tutties every game. I've seen him throw for four, though, right? How many times? 
What? Out of 40 games? You, you, you can't, can't, do, it. You can't I, do it twice unless you do it once. I'm an econ major, and thing. I know that's not a good percentage. <laughs> he, was, he was trending. How about this? How about this? He was trending in the right direction uh, when he got hurt overall. That's one thing I'm going to say. And the team was trending up when he, when he got hurt. Here's the other thing I'm going to say. Luke Jesse did him no favor. Can we agree fair, on that? Can we fair. Start, that's we without start, question. Like, agreeing on without question. Without question. Luke Jesse started this season the same way he started last season, saying, hey, I worked with Aaron Rodgers. I know how to bring out the best in the quarterback. Justin Fields is not Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Yeah. I hear you. And I think when I look at, like, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, you know what they did? They said, what does Lamar do well? How can we put him in the best position to win? That's not what this coaching staff did. I think everyone agrees with that. Now, I'm not saying Justin Fields did himself any favors by the way he played uh, in terms of how they wanted him to play. He didn't live up to their billing of what they thought a quarterback should be. Remember, this coaching staff did not draft Justin Fields. They inherited him. And so maybe Justin Fields is on a different team next year. But I think there's still a possibility he's still on the Bears. Oh, I think he's starting. They don't draft another quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's starting week one for sure. Right, I think there's no doubt about it. Justin Fields will be starting quarterback at the Chicago Bears. I think they will draft one. And what we've seen the first two years of Ryan Pohl's tenure here with the Bears, he is not afraid to make trades at the trade deadline. And I think that come next year, Justin Fields as will get traded at the trade deadline for some asset, but he will be with the Bears to start the season. That's what I think. Now, see, I'll say this. I'll say this. Let's say the Bears get the number one and the number – we'll say the number five pick. Sure. You know, we'll be optimistic. Bears win some games. Carolina ends up with the, with the first overall pick. If that happens and a team is like, yo, we want Justin Fields, and someone's like, we'll offer you a second-round pick for Justin Fields, sight unseen, well, sight seen, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Would you do it for a second-round pick in this year's draft coming up? No, because I think I can get a second-round pick. Conditional, conditional, conditional. Second round, it turns into a first, depending on you know, how, many, how much he plays. I love it. Yes, that, I, that I'll take. A second that turns into a first for conditional draft. Absolutely. I'm taking that. Running with that. I mean, I think that makes the most sense for both sides because obviously if you're trading for Justin Fields, you believe he can right. start for your team, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's one way to do it. And I, I, what I really wanted to talk about is, you know, the Bears are the Bears. They won this game. They beat the, the arguably the, the worst, worst team in football the league. By three <laughs> right, right, right. Like, let's, 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 like, you can be happy that the Bears won a game. You can be happy that they improved their chances to get the first overall pick up to 43% now by keeping Carolina <laughs> one, one team. But let's not act like, oh, the Bears are so impressive. No. no, no, no. Let's not act like Tyson Bajan is so impressive. That's not what's going on here. They beat a bad team. Bad teams, when they play other bad teams, somebody has to win. <laughs> and the game was in doubt. And the game was in doubt. So here's what I'm saying. I want to talk about what they should do if they get the number one overall pick. Mm. Should they draft a quarterback? And if they should draft a quarterback, who should that quarterback be? Because the last time we had this conversation, you were off the Caleb Williams train. And since you were off the Caleb Williams train, he's lost his last three games. I love the fact that you pointed out that I was off the Caleb Williams train before the losing streak. Oh, yeah. Look, look, I keep repeating. I'll bear witness. Anybody who doubts that you were saying what you were saying, I I was there. Love that. Um, I, I think it's – that's why I, I said earlier I, I hope the Bears end up with the number two pick so they don't have to be put in that predicament. Like maybe – because then, then Marshall – Oh, you want them to luck into like a C.J. Stroud type? No, it'd be better than like taking the first pick Caleb Williams and then him being trash, right? 
But but here's the other thing though. Look, yes. if they get the number two pick, and let's just say Arizona, or maybe not Arizona, but whoever, like the Patriots. Let's say the Patriots end up with the number one pick. If 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 they fall in love with Drake May and they take him first, then I don't mind a Caleb Williams at number two, right? Because then because then it's like oh okay. no 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 no. If you mind, oh no, come out, come out. Let's 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 be real about this. Because I like if Drake May. You mind May. Caleb Williams at number one? You mind Caleb Williams at number two? Because you don't believe in Caleb Williams. Yeah, period. I don't. I don't love it as much. That's the bottom line. I, I don't love it as much, but well, then but, but then no, you but, but then saying, you the whole point is to get a quarterback though, and so you're saying if you if you don't like Caleb Williams at number one because you don't think he's can be the starting quarterback well, and lead your No, no, no. That, that's the not the reason. Land. The reasoning is because I is because I prefer Drake May, and that way we get Drake May at number two. Whereas if we have number one, they're most certainly taking Caleb Williams, right? So for me, it's it, if you get two, you get Drake May. But, but are but they it, are they most certainly taking Caleb Williams at number one? Do you I, feel like that's 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 written like I think, that's gospel? No, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The Bears are, are known to, to make I mean, bad we, decisions. Look, look. There was a time where everybody believed C.J. Stroud was going to be the number one overall pick, and he and, and he was going to be if the if the owner didn't walk down and say, "Hey, take Bryce Young, <laughs> take Bryce Young instead." Oh man, exactly. Yeah, I I I I listen. I think the 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 the, the interesting thing with this Bears number one pick is like uh, they're like every, there's going to be too much public pressure to not take Caleb Williams, right? Like no one's going to say. Like if Drake May somehow, some way shoots up past Caleb Williams, they are only going to say, "What? Another North Carolina quarterback? No, nah, hard pass. Not going to do that again, right?" Like that's just not going to go over well from a PR standpoint with the Bears if if they have the number one pick and they take the white guy, Drake May again over. You know what I'm saying, Michael? Nah, don't say it like that. <laughs> I can say it like that. What are you talking about? That's like. Like I'm, te- oh, I'm telling you what people are gonna say. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you did the Trubisky thing over the Deshaun Watson and the Patrick Mahomes thing again." Like that's not just gonna. But like, when you just all say the things. white guy like that, oh wait, a lot. Wait, 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 time out, time out. A lot of people pass on Patrick Mahomes. Let's be clear. Not a lot. Let's be clear. A lo- ten teams, and and half of those didn't need a yeah, quarterback. Right. So a so not a lot. Ten bad teams. Yeah, ten bad teams. But, but ten bad teams that didn't need a quarterback. So only like five of them did. So five teams passed. Wait, wait, come out. None of those teams needed a quarterback. Well, now but, you could say they like, do. Uh, you remember when the Vikings uh, drafted Adrian Peterson? They didn't need Adrian Peterson. But you remember what their GM said at the time? He said he's going to be a generation-changing player. So even though we didn't need a running back, why would you pass on a Hall of Fame-level talent if you believe he's a Hall of Fame-level talent? Yeah, I hear what and they took him, and it was a good pick. And that, was that, the, that wasn't the same year, though. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Using it as an example. Last time I checked, when Jed Hoyer was like, "We have a good manager, but uh, we can get the best manager that we think that is on the market. Let's go get him." Same, right. same thing applies when we're talking about quarterbacks. You're right. Well, it's going to be interesting. Same thing I'll tell you that, Marshall. It's going to be interesting to, to see what this Bears team does, and especially with that quarterback position. And I know you'll be, uh, you and I will be texting frivolously. Uh, regarding that whole thing, and I, and I look forward to more conversations. But get your ass some sleep, bro. Much. We're gonna talk about this way too much between now and, and the draft. You're why? Go to sleep, bro. You're too hype right now. Go to no, sleep. No, 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 no. Check me, check me, check me. I, I was listening to you on the way home because uh, I got off work after the game. Went upstairs because you know I work in Block Thirty Seven. There's a movie theater upstairs. Went and saw the Marvels. Just got home. About to go to the gym. Workout. Watch the, the uh, Loki. Uh, season finale, and then go to the airport because I got a 5 a.m. flight to Sacramento. That's hot. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. I love how you just put the little cherry on top right there. That was, really, that oh. was, that was a good one. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Yeah. 
Wait, it, but I'm, first I'm class? Gonna, but look, first class? I will be first class? to you until I get on that plane. First class? Uh, ah, I'm, I'm number two. I'm you're number out of two. here. You're out of here. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Marshall, I'll see you later, brother. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Gabe. Of course, man. Marshall Harris. If CBS 2, watch him at night, man. He does great stuff. He's a great human being. Super nice. Um, we built a nice little relationship. He plays basketball with my guys on Mondays. Like, just a good dude. So, if you're looking for that go-to person at your, for your 10 o'clock news, Marshall Harris. Make sure you guys are checking that out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We got my other homie, Chris Emma, on the line. I cannot wait to talk some damn Bears football with Chris Emma. You want to hear from Chris Emma? He's going to be here. We're also going to take your phone calls. Make sure you're calling in, man. Stay on hold. I'm going to get to you. All right, 312-644-6767. More Bears talk with you and Chris Emma after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Montez Sweat, who came over just a few weeks ago, is really acclimating himself well to Matt Uberflus's system. Such a force, not only against the pass, he does a good job against the run. And I think he opens up other opportunities for these other defensive linemen. He's one of the best edge players, entire NFL, at defending the run. So it's not just about that pass rush. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Little bit of praise to go around, I would say. Of course, they were talking about Montez Sweat, ton of pressures, truly making his presence felt, getting some chip blocks, taking defenders away from uh, the ability to help on the backside, uh, giving the opportunity for guys like Yannick Ngakwe to get a sack. Rasheem Green, someone who was struggling to stay on the team, uh, got himself a sack. Justin Jones was in there as well. And then, of course, you know, there were some people that were nearby. Pressures were, were, were a plenty. Zach Pickens, you know, was in the backfield. Javon Dexter was making his presence felt. Bears defense as a whole. Uh, if you didn't see, Coach Eberflus gave the game ball to the entire defense. Probably could have gave it to Kyler Gordy just to give him a little, little you know, a little, little, little pat in the back there. But I, I understand why he gave it to the defense. They played a hell of a game. And, uh, again, it's a Plumbers 911 football Monday right here on 670. The score on a Friday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. I'm going to lead you all the way till 5 o'clock. Dustin Rhodes takes over after that. Uh, of course, uh, he leads you into Mullion Hall at 6.30, and they got a great show for you. Olin Krutz jumping on at 7 o'clock. DJ Moore at 8. Bernstein and Holmes have Anthony Heron at 11, then Tim Jenkins at 1, and then uh, Parkinson Spiegel round out the day. Dan Weeder at 4, and Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. But right now, uh, I get to take your calls and chat with – with one of our guys here from 670 to score, uh, Chris Emma. Chris, what's going on, man? You up, you up late, buddy. Oh, we're just getting started, man. Happy Victory Friday. <laughs> hey, I like that. Happy Victory Friday. It's starting off good. Um, you, you look at this game. Bears win 16-13. Most people feel like they, like, like they already know. They knew what to expect. They knew what it was going to be. Bears were going to win. Tyson Bates was going to play okay. You know, nothing was going to be exciting. But what stood out to you? I mean, obviously, I mentioned the defense, but I, I, with that and maybe something outside of that, what stood out the most? Yeah, a couple things. I, number one is that this team is still fighting. And that, that says something. Look, it, it's tough when you go through adversity and losing and distractions and everything the Bears have been through to this point. I know so much of it has been self-inflicted, the off-the-field stuff, not to mention what they've suffered through on the field. But it, it's a testament to this group, to the guys that Ryan Poles has brought in, certainly to – Matt Eberflus and his coaching staff, they've kept the attention and the buy-in of this team to this point. And 
yes, they won an ugly game. You didn't really learn any grand statement of this team is insert this year and that. Like they didn't prove anything other than they're better than a really bad team. But <laughs> right. you, you got to give credit to the fact that they are still fighting. And look, it's an uphill battle for this team. It's certainly for Matt Eberflus. They're three and seven on the season. He's six and twenty-one as head coach. Uh, I think the likelihood right now is that they will be looking for a new head coach this offseason at this point. But you got you got some games left, so you got seven games left to try to redefine this thing to prove that there is marked progress and they're still fighting. There still is the commitment to each other, and you know they earned it. It, it was like I said, an ugly win. Uh, it wasn't one that really revealed a team that's on the right path, but it, it showed stepping stones toward what they can become. Uh, talking to Chris Emma here on six seventy, the score, Gabe Ramirez. Um, how good can this defense be next year, Chris? I mean, you're looking at what they've done so far, bringing in Montez Sweat. You've seen the additions with the linebacking core, you know, the recommitment to the secondary. Um, but, and you know, there's still more additions to come. So how good do you think they can be? You know, I talked with Eddie Jackson after the game and he was smiling. He's been a part of so many of these games before really back to his first few years in the league where it's an ugly, low scoring defensive battle. And, He's part of a defense that's just imposing its will. That's what you saw tonight. It felt like a 2018-type throwback when, like, that game against the Rams they had, that Sunday nighter where, you know, you're just barely squeaking by and the defense is really having his night. There weren't the turnovers. There were no takeaways in this one. But they held the Panthers in check. Uh, They wouldn't let them drive at all. Bryce Young threw for just 185 yards on 38 attempts. He was frustrated. He was flustered. Bears got pressure like they haven't done really over the last two seasons. Uh, the rushing game for the Panthers just never got going. The Bears have one of the best run defenses in football right now. They were ranked fourth going into this week. They're going to be boosting up from that point. Uh, they're building an identity defensively, and they're not fully to the hits principle of forcing these takeaways and really dictating a game that way. But what you saw tonight was the Bears really sticking into a young quarterback who's struggling in an offense. And what they have in Carolina, that's considerably struggling. 213 net yards speaks for itself. Um, 3.7 yards per play for the Panthers. They never got anything going. And Jalen Johnson said it well. He's like, look, we were just trying to get off the field and get the ball back to our offense. And they did that consistently throughout the game. Panthers were 3 of 15 on third down. They punted six times. They never got past the Bears' 15-yard line. Like, they never came close to scoring on offense, really. Um, it, it's a testament to this defense. And really, give credit to Matt Eberflus. Like, he's got a lot of flaws as a head coach. We've seen plenty of them throughout the course of these two years. He knows what he's doing when running a defense. Like, you know he's a very good defensive coordinator. And this is a defense that's still getting the talent it wants and trying to acquire what it needs to be as full form. But you're seeing the fruits of the labors paying off right now. Yeah, I mean, three for 15, like you mentioned, Chris, on third down is just, you know, a far cry from where the Bears have been, this defense specifically. And, you know, when you got guys buying in the way that they have with with the leadership that's on that squad, like Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat are two – you know, two two anchors to a defense, and it allows and makes other people around you want to play harder, right? Like Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter. I mean, those are two guys that can thrive when with a guy like Montez Sweat next to him, not just because of the double teams and the chip blocks, but just because you get to see what a professional defensive lineman looks like and what you want to aspire to be, be on that level. And I think that's what exists. If you don't see it, it's a little harder to kind of envision it. And I think same thing could be said for the secondary. You saw Tyreek Stevenson, somebody who had his fair share of troubles in the beginning of the season, you know, almost have an interception, come away with a nice uh, batted ball. And then they said it throughout the broadcast a couple of times, right? He's the most targeted cornerback in the league. 
But you can say that's because of Jalen Johnson's on the other side, right? I mean, but it, it's a yeah. defense that's there, that's performing well, and it, it's just something that we've got the Bears had gotten away from for a couple of years, Chris, where the defense was the backbone of this organization for decades. And then, you know, I understand with 2023 era of the NFL, you want to be more explosive on offense, but it doesn't mean you have to shy away from your identity. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They're still the same type of team that they've been for the last couple, last decade or so. Now that you got that pass rusher, that true proven disruptive presence in Montez Sweat, I really feel like this defense is really just missing that three technique. Like Matty Buffoon said, that's the engine that drives this defense. They still haven't had that. And they kind of built this defense from the back forward, you know, with those first couple picks, Ryan Poles being Tyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. And uh, obviously, he had some pieces in place with Jalen Johnson. Uh, you, you invest in the linebackers this past offseason. Now you go for the pass rusher. They still need that true proven three technique. And you'd love to see Pickens or Dexter become that. I don't know if you can really necessarily expect that. That's got to be the big investment this offseason, some form, whether that's free agency, whether that's the draft, however you do it. You got to get that guy. And then you're really talking about a defense that's complete. And this thing being built to sustain for several years here, uh, that's when you're really seeing this whole identity truly take its top form because we, we saw disruption and pressure today. And that was great. But you also have seen these games where, like Sunday in New Orleans, where they got no pressure at all. They just could not get home to the quarterback. Um, they're getting there. This defense is really starting to build, and I think you're going to continue to see progress throughout the course of this year. But once you get that true anchor of the defense, that engine, as Matty Bufu said, that three technique, then you're talking about a unit that's really coming together. And it's going to be scary, most certainly, when they get to that level. Let's talk about the offense for a little bit. I look at DJ Moore, and there were some instances, right? I mean, obviously, Bajan missed him, you know, going across the middle, and uh, and then, you know, like, he frustrated in certain instances. And then I started to think, like, this is this is what happens when you have a star wide receiver on your team, right? And not not that he shouldn't have gotten the ball, right? I, I agree with him. Like, I would be frust- equally as frustrated. But there were some instances during the game where I felt like Bajan was only looking at DJ Moore because he knew no matter what, I have to just get DJ Moore the ball. And sometimes I, could be, I feel like that can be to a detriment. Like, well, what's your take on DJ Moore, his involvement in the offense, and, you know, being that number one that, that has to have those, you know, nine, ten targets a game? From the very first play, I mean, look, quarter <laughs> DJ Moore, that first play was not designed for him. I asked him about that play. He said, I was not expecting that. Tyson Bates was asked about it later. He said, yeah, when you get a guy like DJ Moore, you want to get him the ball. Early. Like, clearly, that was the intent of Tyson Bates throughout this game. And probably Luke Jesse to a greater degree, too. He got nine targets, five receptions, 58 yards. It wasn't the game-breaking performance like we saw in that first Thursday night game that went in Washington. But DJ Moore showed up, and he is that top guy. And the Bears has that number one receiver where a team has to turn its attention to taking him away. And that opens up the rest of the offense. And you, you move the ball around tonight. Cole Komet had five receptions. Um, you know, Darnell Mooney had a pair of big catches. Tyler Scott had a really clutch fourth-down catch. And you've seen Mooney and Scott kind of benefit as, as those other receivers around uh, around more, not to mention Cole Kmetis having a career year so far. Uh, you're starting to build the identity of this offense in terms of spreading the ball out and running plays off DJ Moore. It should not be that hard to get him the football over and over again, but also to take advantage of the fact that he is drawing that kind of attention. Now, Justin Fields is more than likely going to be back for that game in Detroit. Um, it's up to Justin now. Justin's got that connection with DJ Moore, even stronger than Tyson Bateman had it. 
that's when you really want to open up this offense and get back to where you were. Uh, those couple games before Justin got hurt, he had an opportunity to continue to stack some productive games offensively once he get Justin Fields back and once he get this offense really to the kind of form they believe it can be. But, uh, yeah, it really does start with DJ Moore from the first play tonight and you know throughout the, rest, the course of the rest of this season. Yeah, they needed to get on the ball. It'll be interesting to see Justin Fields do the same when he comes back. We're talking to Chris Emma right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday. Uh, Chris, you and I haven't had the opportunity. I mean, we, we, we talk so much Bears, but this season we haven't had a chance to catch up about, you know, your take on Justin Fields, where he stands, and, and what, what his role will be moving forward with the organization. Man, yeah, it's – it comes down to me that the idea that you haven't had a thorough evaluation, like the injury setback was really catastrophic in the sense that you wanted this full season to really get the, the true evaluation and to come out of this year saying either Justin's the guy or you need to find somebody else. And when Justin's been healthy, you've seen some good and some bad. Uh, I've been disappointed early in the year, the fact that he hasn't really mastered his progressions and he's still holding onto the ball too long and making a lot of those mistakes. But you also have not seen the kind of offense consistently support him and work around that, getting those quick decisions, moving pockets, the kind of stuff you saw in that two-game stretch in early October before he went down. Like That's the kind of offense you need for Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, at the same point, is not really fit what gets he wanted to run. There's a disconnect. And through that, you've not been able to get a thorough evaluation of this. I am fascinated to see these final seven games for Justin <laughs> Me Fields. Too. Me too. And you would love it nothing more than to see him go out there and light it up like he did against the Broncos and then the Commanders. I know those are two weaker defenses. Uh, I know it's a very small sample size compared to what we've seen throughout the course of three years. But, man, if you can fit an offense in, get that one last chance to really prove it, then, then you want to give them some of the benefit of the doubt. Right now, I think you're looking at the quarterback abyss once again, unfortunately, for the Bears. It's the fact that you don't know what you're going to be looking for. I don't believe they're going to be picking number one overall, as bad as the Panthers did look tonight. So you're probably, in my mind right now, you're not going to get Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be a Cardinal probably. It's really to project, but that's just, you can't assume that. Um, I'm sure Ryan Poles and his brass are evaluating these quarterbacks, guys like Williams, Russell Drake May, Bo Nix, uh, J.J. McCarthy. It's going to be a good quarterback class. I think you're going to be drafting a quarterback next offseason, especially considering you will be picking in the top 10 in some form uh, this next offseason, probably twice. Get an opportunity to do it again. I think Ryan Poles will ultimately want to get his own quarterback. But for me, these final seven games are about what can Justin Fields do and can he prove a point. Chris, I appreciate you hanging out, man, and calling in. And so next time I'm on, I expect another phone call from you in the middle of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Chris, have a good one. Chris Emma, of course, our, rep- our reporter here, uh, 670 The Score and Odyssey. He also is a contributor for the Marquee Sports Network. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, C-E-M-M-A. 670. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines. 312 644 67. Let's go out to John out in Hoffman. Where are you from, John? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm from Hoffman Estates. Hoffman man. Estates. I got you. Uh, yeah. Talk to me, man. So, you know, obviously you just heard Chris Emma said he hasn't had a full evaluation yet. A lot of people feel that way about Justin. Um, what, what's your take on Justin Fields? Yeah, man, I feel the same way, man. Like I feel like that guy's getting a bad, a bad, a bad ride, man. Because his first year was a waste. 
And then his second wait, year. Wait, wait, wait. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need the history lesson, John. Rookie, I want you to tell okay, me what you okay. think about him in the present. You, you, right. you, you still think oh, what? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So I think they should keep him because even, okay, you don't want to get rid of him to another team, and then he does be that guy. Facts. I think he can be a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> Okay, that talent okay. is there. Okay. You've seen it throughout the games this year. Okay, so you continue to build around him, just like the callers were saying. You get you a tackle or or even a center, or you get you that DT, that tech, that three tech. You trade down. You trade down in the draft. You get you a number one the year after. If Justin next year. Doesn't look like he's that guy. You still got the option to draft. There's so many quarterbacks coming out nowadays that number one pick don't always hit. It could be that second quarterback, that third quarterback, that fourth quarterback. It ain't got to be that first one. You know what I mean? Like, you can take that DT that you need and still get next year a good draft pick. You could build a team first and still try to get that quarterback. You see what I'm saying? If Justin Justin proves that he's not the guy. And from Justin, for the rest of this year, all you can really ask that man to do is go out there and throw for 250, (laughs) average 250, (laughs) give me 250 every game, you know, and and two touchdowns to one interception ratio. Yeah. That's it. The problem is he's only only thrown for 250 (laughs) twice this season, (laughs) right? So Yeah, well, you got to have improvement. You got to show me the, the improvement. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if he didn't lose those two games. John, let me go back to last year's stats and tell you how many times he threw over 250 last year. <laughs> Once. Right? So, it's like. Yeah, he was he was know. so scared in the pocket, man. You're right. That You're offensive right. line now, is it, it's better. It's better. Team's but better. You put another quarterback, you put another quarterback in there, Tyson Bajan, with that offensive line, and you can see he was getting scared. Yeah. He nah. had hot feet. I, I, he was bailing out. He missing, did. There, there were some. There were some things there, but I, I just, I listen. I, I like you, John. I like you. Want Justin Fields to be the man, like not even like you, like all of us. Whoever's saying that they don't think Justin Fields is the man, no one is like, yeah, trash. Like get him out of here. No, it's like, damn, so close. That that's like me as a naysayer. That's what I'm saying. So close. We were almost there. Do I do I wish? Oh my God! Yes, little baby Jesus, can you please make Justin Fields a top ten quarterback? Please. Got the arm strength. Got the body. Six six three two thirty. You know what I'm saying? Can run. Can get out of the quick. Can of. Oh my God! He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Not not even escape a sack. Avoid a sack. Right? Not Ben Roethlisberger, where somebody has him. In the grasp. I'm talking about eyes in the back of my head doing the Justin Juke. You know what I'm talking about. The one where his back's to you and then he spins on you and you, you whoop, didn't, he's not there no more. So he does all those things exceptionally well. The problem is he just, the, it's the quarterback thing. The position he plays. You know, the one where you have the ball and you got to get it to your receivers. and You got to move the ball down the field. Like the quarterback thing. That's just the part that, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times when you're good at everything else, right, it's like a, damn, dollar in the bucket, talking about basketball. It's like a a, a kid that you see in high school, whatever, that got crazy hops, right? 
In high school, what is he doing? Getting to the cup and dunking on everybody. Problem is, he can't shoot. But he never really needed to shoot because he was always, always could jump higher, always could dunk on somebody, always can have better handles. So he never had to worry about shooting. But the problem is when you go to face other people that are equally as good, they have shooting. And they can get to the cup. And they could dunk on you. And they're playing defense. So with Justin Fields, like he has a lot of these attributes. And so he is good. You do like him. Right? But is he the is he the is he the, the man? Is he the guy that's gonna take you to the finals? Is he gonna get you past, get you to the, you know, to the NFC championship game? I don't, I don't think so. I just don't think so. And why do I not think that? Because there's 10 other quarterbacks in front of him that are better than him. And I'm like, damn, is he going to be better than Lamar Jackson? No. No. Is he going to be better than Joe Burrow? No. Right? So that, that's what I'm saying with Justin Fields. But like you, I think we all wish that he would be that guy. So then we don't got to go find somebody else again. Nobody wants to go do that. And then hope that the guy's the man. We did that with Trubisky. We did that with Justin Fields. It's, it's the, 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 the terrible life of an NFL fan. All right, we're taking your phone calls next. Woo, I'm hot. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670. The score taking your calls next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 